Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to Crafty Ass Madness, week two. So exciting. Um, we have some winners of round one. Thanks so much for posting your bracket on IG, people. I've been seeing lots of them. Some of them are so creative. Yeah. I'm like super jealous. And I'm, I literally scan them and like, again, zoom in on Instagram because you could do that now and like study what beat what. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like really getting jazzed about how different everyone's bracket looks and like so anxious to hear what makes the final four. Like it's edge of my seat type stuff. Well, let's go over who beat who in round one. Let's do it. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> okay. So in the battle between ink pads and pastels, ink pads win. Nice. <laughs> In the battle between watercolors and highlighters, watercolors wins. Mm. Between colored pens and paints, colored pens wins. Yeah. <laughs> between markers and paint pens, markers is going on to the next round. Between tape runner and clear block, Team Tape Runner is on to the next round. Favorite. Team Tape Runner is going strong. Yeah, definitely the favorite. <laughs> Defin- definitely the favorite. Um, between Scissors and Tape Gun, Scissors is on to the next round. Between Black Pen and Tiny Stapler, Black Pen is moving on. Oh, <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> between Paper Trimmer and Punches, Paper trimmer is moving on to the next round. Nice. All right, on to embellishments. Between stickers and labels, stickers is obviously moving on to the next <laughs> round. Between letter stickers and enamel dots, letter stickers is moving on. Some people had letter stickers going all the way to the winner. I was, I was surprised at that. I'm excited for them. I, you know how much I love letter stickers. Yeah, so. they, are your, they are one of your favorites, yeah. They are. So between washi tape and chipboard, washi tape is moving on to the next round. Between stamps and wood veneer, stamps is moving on. On to paper-based supplies. So between patterned paper and ephemera, patterned paper is moving on to the next round. Ephemera, let's, let's, let's take a second now. Ephemera was by far the most voted for number eight uh, supply. Y'all love ephemera. I mean, yeah, you guys really, really, really liked ephemera. I was super <laughs> surprised how many people voted for ephemera over patterned paper. Like, whoa. Um, okay, so number four and number five. Uh, Traveler's Notebook versus Sketchbooks. Traveler's Notebook is moving on to the next round. Mm. Guys, you're breaking my heart with this next one. <laughs> you're really, really breaking my heart. Like, I cannot even with you. I cannot. I have, I have some, some real beef with the next one. So number three, sticky notes. First, number six, collage paper. Number six, collage paper is moving on to the next round. Wow. <laughs> by one vote. Wow. One. Oh, by one. So it was like Literally a neck and neck. One vote. Mm. One Maybe vote. it was like one of those things where like the team that's expected to win was just having an off day. You know what I mean? Like, well, and oh, that's so made... hold on. Yeah. In real March Madness, in actual college basketball, a 16 seed beat a one seed for the first time ever in the history of college basketball, which is like the greatest upset of all time. <laughs> and it happened this past weekend. So, like, See? you guys, for collage paper beating <laughs> sticky notes, you broke my heart, but collage paper is moving on to the next round. It's art imitating real life. I mean, strange goodbye sticky notes you're going home <laughs> to my home that to is. my home yeah <laughs> and the last one cardstock versus journaling cards 
Cardstock is going on to the next round. Mm. Not by that much, but Cardstock is going on to the next round. So here's what we have for round two. And voting is now up at craftyassmadness.com. So make sure to go over there and vote. Because remember, one vote is all that matters sometimes. So what's up next is ink pad is going up against watercolors. Colored pens are going up against markers. Tape runner is going up against scissors. Black pen is going up against paper trimmer. Stickers are going up against letter stickers. Washi tape is up against stamps. Patterned paper is up against traveler's notebook. And collage papers are going head-to-head with cardstock. Mm. These are some pretty tough ones. So, I want everybody to head over to craftyassfemale.com slash madness and vote on round two. Because I've had my heart broken once with sticky notes. I do not want my heart (laughs) broken again. So please go to craftyassfemale.com slash madness and vote on round two. And remember, you're allowed to vote once a week. And you get entered every time, each each week that you vote, you get entered to win an Amazon.com slash, you get entered to win an Amazon.com gift card to buy all of the crafty supplies that you want. And then all the sticky notes can come home to you. (laughs) Or ink pads, watercolors, colored pens, markers, whatever crafty ass supplies you want to make the most amazing things. Um... Thank you so much for participating. Thank you yeah. so much for printing out your brackets and making them amazing. Some of you have made like literally the coolest things. You've been printing them out on colored cardstock. You have been using uh, the supplies. Somebody made the coolest thing. They took little collage papers. They took markers. They took like scissors and used the supplies on their bracket. I just thought it was the most um, imaginative thing. And remember, you can still print out brackets and post them on Instagram, and everyone who posts a bracket and uh, tags us and hashtags will be entered to win an Amazon gift certificate as well. Um, We're having so much fun with this challenge. I hope that you guys are having so much fun with this challenge. And remember that we're having discussions each day on our Patreon uh, feed, and you don't have to be a Patreon sub to play along. You can just be a regular member of the Crafty Ass Female community. And we love to hear everything that you have to say about our supplies. Totally. Um, all right. Now on to the next part of our show, where we are talking about paper. And we'll be discussing everything that we have to say about our paper based supplies and everything that you guys have submitted to us about the things that you love about paper. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Let's talk about paper supplies. My medium of choice. I know, me too. <laughs> um, so welcome to our second segment and our second week of Crafty Ass Madness. Um, this is awesome. And this week we're going to talk about some paper. Well, we're going to talk about all the paper. Uh, and like how, yeah, I mean, it's, there's just so much paper. That again, like in a sh- in a bulleted way, that most of you girls who contributed to our survey kind of highlighted paper, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because looking at it in a way that's like, oh, this product, this product, this product, this product. How can we, you know, how can I make this into a digestible way for us to talk about? So that like newbies and people who are just getting into crafting can be like, oh, how can I start with paper? Like, what's a great way for me to start with this supply? And for more advanced crafters to be like, oh, I want to try like dabbling in this type of supply. Where can I start? Um, And for uh, as we've been talking about, like, sometimes it's fun to just go back to some stuff. It's, like, really fun to be like, oh, yeah, I really like that. I think I'm going to, like, just take those out again or, like, go to the store and, like, pick those up again because that's really, like, I enjoyed my time with that. Yeah, well, we've been talking about in any supplies episode that we've recorded is kind of our evolution of what's at 
at our fingertips most often. So like at any given point, it's just this handful of stuff, but it doesn't mean we're not versed in or have used or know all about the stuff that isn't at our fingertips anymore. So I think that's kind of it. Yeah, that's why it's really nice to like get some feedback of like, oh, this is what I'm using. And it's like, right. Yeah, but like unlike our color episode where like if you didn't bring my attention to it, I probably wouldn't have had a lot to say on it. Paper, I've basically built a big part of my brand around and you as well. Like we, we've been focused on this one, which I think is so fun that they're both kind of right after each other because one was like always happening but super not focused on and this one obviously always happens has to do with a lot with color but we focus on it all the time so that's fun yeah what do you want to talk about first um I mean we can go down the list for me they're just kind of all bulleted how you had them but yeah I mean paper I just I've always kind of had this thing with paper so like I don't know yeah I I have that do it Yeah, go. Okay, so patterned paper. Let's do it. So, okay. So when I think about patterned paper, my mind goes to 12 by 12 patterned paper. Because that's, like, what I grew up on. And, like, that's, you know, when you go to to the big box stores, when you go to, like, a, a scrapbook store that's what they have out in those big 12 by 12 paper tray holders. And, you know, like that's what's in your face and it's big. And it's like, it's, those are the, like, as opposed to like paper pads or paper, smaller things of paper, it's just easy to get fixated on 12 by 12 because it's so big yeah and I think that when you think paper craft that was probably the first like anything that people were working with just designs and pretty paper and kind of folding and cards and like like I feel like that was the first bunch of things that were being used the first supply that was being used in paper crafting back when paper crafting started becoming a thing yeah and like an industry so I think that's where people's brains go first that they associate um any kind of paper crafting with just like pattern paper and then the pattern paper of course has evolved over the years of like the aesthetic that people look for now but I feel like for me, where I kind of double dutch, you know, jumped right into the paper industry and paper crafting and the online community of it, pattern paper for me wasn't first anymore. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it was, because when I, when I thought about the supplies, I said to myself, I never start here. I always use pattern paper with some of the other things on the list, Mm -hmm. but back in the old days, it's where people started. They would choose their paper first. But for me, the pattern paper is just another tool to use with something else. So I almost never start here, but I think pattern paper is obviously like a great complement to anything you're doing. Yeah. And like, so patterned paper, I think, is one of those things that can really help define your style. Yeah, I agree. And it's one of those things like, okay, so I have a lot to say about patterned paper. Yeah. I just do. So we're going to have like a whole little, here's what Kristen has to say about patterned <laughs> paper. Um, Go. I think that we use patterned paper, like, so 12 by 12 patterned paper. If you loved scrapbooking 12 by 12 pat. 12 by 12 scrapbooks, that's awesome. Um, But like 12 by 12 patterned paper is, like, it's just a bitch. Like, that's like... (laughs) I um, almost always end up cutting it down and trimming it. (laughs) Like, it doesn't ship well. And like, that makes it so much more expensive at every single step in the market. And so like, it's more expensive for people to make 12 by 12 patterned paper and then it's more expensive for the people to manufacture the 12 by 12 pattern paper and ship it to retailers, which then makes it more expensive for retailers to get it to consumers. And like, it's just not, it's, and unless you're using that 12 by 12 piece of patterned paper as a 
full sheet background on your 12 by 12 patterned paper scrapbook layout. Uh, like, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not great for the bottom line. And like, I think this is why, you know, because a 12 by 12 sheet for me, like, I see it all and it's in my hand and go, oh, I have all this to play with. But then as I'm trimming down for smaller things, whether it be a three by four card or, you know, whatever, then I get these weird dimensions of the paper that end up being scraps. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, where do I? So, yeah. So it's like also in use too. Like Mm -hmm. you hold it and you say, I don't need all this in this format. So I'll be trimming it down. But then how much of the trimmed down pieces do you actually get use of? Because as you're trimming, there becomes extras. Right. And then like like, manufacturers make entire lines of 12 by 12 paper. Right. And like, I mean, like going back old school style, like basic gray, when basic gray made patterned paper lines Mm -hmm. and like October afternoon, all the old school companies that used to make gorgeous patterned paper lines, like, Mm -hmm. Then when you would buy the entire patterned paper line, like, some of them wouldn't even be able to be cut up because Mm -hmm. the entire graphic design would take up the whole page. Right, like like, a cityscape or something. Right. Yeah. And, like, storage becomes an issue, and it. I find 12 by 12 patterned paper to be incredibly limiting for me personally. Mm. So... But I liked how you said that it can be used to kind of define your style. And where I think yes. it's highlighted is unlike other bits of craftiness, you almost can't replicate on your own the pattern on a pattern paper, which yes. I think is why like when you pair or when you do colors or when you do like patterns together, you can see what you're gravitating toward because you can't find that out with any other supplies. So like, cause yeah, as a person who designed even two lines of 12 by 12 pattern paper front and back, so 24 times two, so 48 different patterns, like the execution and the level of design that it takes to even the simplest patterns, put them on a paper and make them go together and get the scale right and coordinate correctly. Like, that is like, like I mentioned in my story episode, the hard, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do professionally. Right. So Absolutely. to just have them in your hand and have the luxury of them being designed already and done and then being able to swap and kind of, that's where I think they hide they're they're good because you can't, you can't really replicate a pattern paper as a crafter. Right. And so like the thing that I love more than 12 by 12 pattern paper are these like little paper pads that you can get. Mm-hmm. Like six by six paper pads, four mm-hmm. by six paper pads, like that I can just use forever because yes. I can put those in like Project Life. If I'm doing Project Life, I can use that in any mini album. I can yeah. use that in like any planner, any organizer that I'm working on, like every single like content creative project that I'm working on, if it needs like some color, if it needs like some creativity, if it needs like a big, bold, like cool piece of mm-hmm. art creativeness at the top to just make me feel better about it. Yeah. I'll go to my, uh, my paper packs. If I want to send a card to somebody, like I just feel better about these smaller paper packs. They're so much easier yeah, to like store. That. That size and scale better for you? It works a lot better for me. Like I, I mean, yeah. like let's not let's not lie. I have like thousands of sheets of twelve by twelve paper. But like, the other thing is like going through your twelve by twelve paper. Unless you're making a kit, like right. <laughs> Unless you it's have like kits reading already the New York made. Times, it's like too exactly. big to, to open and work with. I know. And that's another yeah. thing. If you if you're just getting started, or if you live in a small apartment, if you have a small crafty area, if you're sharing your craft area with like your dining room, mm-hmm. like, oh, don't like twelve by twelve papers are not for you. You're gonna take like, if you only have like a twelve by twelve area to work your space in, you're gonna have one sheet of paper that doesn't work. And, you know, I'm not bashing 12 by 12 paper. I love 12 by 12 paper, and I love... Right. It's just harder to work with. It's not the only option when it comes to patterned paper. Yeah, true. So, like, if you're you're feeling, like, 12 by 12 paper is overwhelming, or you go to, like, you know, Michael's or Joanne's, and you look at the 12 by 12 paper, and, like, you think, like, oh, my God, this stuff is, like, hideous, and it's ugly, and it's not my thing at all, 
Like, I have totally get you. I have totally with you. I don't even know why they make, like, the exact same papers. Like, I mean... Well, for me, because I totally agree with you on the 6 by 6 is more manageable and an easier scale to kind of work with and manipulate. Same with, obviously, 3x4 and 4x6 pocket cards where they're also patterned. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I find the pattern doesn't translate for me. Like when the bigger scale, when the bigger scale on the 12x12 is shrunk, I'm almost like, it's too tiny. Like I needed base, but then I'd rather cut a 12 by 12 into a 6 by 6. I think that's absolutely true. The original problem. Yeah. That was a big scale of the pattern on the page was like a major, like 90% of what was hard about designing a pattern paper because you, if it's too big, it doesn't look right. If it's too small, it doesn't look right. That's a really, really, really good point. So like, yeah, pattern. And, and the other thing I think about pattern papers, you can find pattern paper anywhere. Right. Um, in like cool places too. There are yeah. a lot of uh, cool Etsy sellers that are now selling patterned paper. Um, there are a lot of cool indie places that are selling patterned paper. You can go into like Paper Source and find some cool things. Uh, it doesn't just have to be like, you know, big box stores or scrapbook stores or. Um... Well, like, let me ask you too, like, when I think of pattern paper, I mostly think of scrapbook pages. Like, what are people using pattern paper for? Is it like, would you say it's mini books and maybe like, well, a lot of like the traveler's down. notebooks is a oh, huge yeah, trend. I guess they're using them as backgrounds. Backgrounds. Kelly pages. Perky just came out with a new traveler's notebook monthly kit, and uh, mm-hmm. the patterned papers in that are fantastic. Yeah, um, I could see that instead of doing the crafting on a blank white page Mm -hmm. you have you just like tack down but then what what confuses me I guess is I guess you would do that because then once you tack it down in a traveler's notebook then it's a bound page which Mm -hmm. is what we're all trying to do we're all trying to kind of make albums as opposed to single pages yeah but technically if you're going to use a single like a pattern paper and then tack it in a traveler's notebook it could be a standalone page you know without tacking it down yeah Hmm. Um, yeah, I just subscribed because... to her Traveler's Notebook kit. Um, and I actually don't know if I'm going to put them inside an, a regular Traveler's Notebook or make them into my own mini book yet. Right. Like then just like bindering them or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess I see that. I, I feel like my crafting in the past few years because of the Happy Planner has geared so away from background it's just been on white on white you know like so for me I I'm having a hard time reverting back to all that and now when I create my own projects it ends up being on white I almost forget and the pattern paper ends up being a tiny little trim that I use like Mm -hmm. a washi so I'm trying yeah I'm trying to like re kind of rethink back to when I did use a background yeah, I think patterned like the, the the way that I like to look at patterned paper now is a way to find great female artists mm-hmm. designing patterned paper. Right. Um, because don't you? Maybe I could be totally wrong on this, or maybe it's just how my aesthetic has changed. But I gravitate toward the simpler, minimalistic pattern papers. Like, and again, those bold graphic-y florally everywhere I'll use as like a strip and an accent but to me like I want that clean grid or I want that like I don't know do you feel like that's the case almost because, always yeah. except when I want that to be the focal page right that like, makes sense there's been like okay so, so I did my December daily as a four by six mini album mm-hmm and for the most part, I took pictures, um, printed them out, and the other page was like a 4 by 6 journaling card. And almost every time, they were like literally basic grid cards or basic mm-hmm. backgrounds. Um, but like one or two of them were just and like again, like the focal point like the the point right. was that was the right. cool thing the design of it right mm-hmm. that and makes like, sense like that can't be everything but it can be once or twice in your project and yeah. like that's the kind of thing that I want like oh like Kelly Perky made an amazing card or Brandy Kincaid did a great piece of artwork like um if you find something that like speaks to you 
on a patterned paper and like uh this is why like, so many people are doing great digital art that you can then print out as patterned paper mm-hmm. right that i think is super cool um right and and i think it's just m- me talking from the point of view of my aesthetic and kind of where it's been because I've been a much because I feel like if that's your thing if pattern paper is your thing and like these big bold patterns are your thing then it's a total moot point right what I'm saying right totally yeah and yeah and also like if if white on white patterned paper is your thing then that's totally awesome too oh yeah that's not my thing (laughs) um yeah so I think like let's go and talk like let's talk about uh project life and journaling cards right now too yeah i think that okay. that blends right into that yeah for sure and i think that's uh the one thing i really like about project life and journaling cards is that it takes those big bold huge patterns and it turns it into tiny little cards so that you can have a tiny little piece of that yeah big bold flare and that like oh my big huge statement and puts it into like, oh, okay, this is just going to take up one sixteenth of right. what I'm trying to say. And it, right. you know, it fits in with all of my photos and it fits in with everything else in this big, you know, here are my grid cards and here's this thing that's going on. And also like, boom, you know, this is badass. Design. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. Um, and again, for those of you who don't know Project Life, it's basically the the crafter's world term of like pocket scrapbooking. So yes. it technically doesn't have to be Project Life brand, but it just definitely what we're does about not is, have to be Project Life. Right. Brand. We're just talking about like pocket scrapbooking and putting placing pattern paper that's kind of in the form of cards into these pockets. So usually the most common would you say is like three by four and three by four and four by six. And four by six. Right. So right. So there's as far as pocket cards go in Project Life kind of cards. There's pattern paper ones. There's ones for journaling. There's ones that have sayings. There's ones that have icons. So that's how kind of, I would say that pocket cards are probably my biggest collection of paper anything, right? Where um, I have the, the most variety when it comes to that. And I've kind of over the years, you know, I've tried to slow my roll on accumulation because I feel like you can really accumulate those quick. <laughs> like if you have like a few monthly subscriptions and a few designer subscriptions, you could like, oh, <laughs> I feel like oh you yeah, you can get like, like tens of thousands. Tubs. Like Yeah, tubs and tubs. So over the years, I've kind of halted my accumulation, kind of used, focused on using what I had already, broke them up into seasons, broke them up into colors, broke them up into the ones that are patterns, broke them up into ones. So there's also that, like that's a big container store, um, you know, container organizational problem solved with oh, that yeah. for all my cards. But yes, I feel like that that's um, what I can pick the most variety from. And some mm-hmm. of my favorite projects were done using pocket cards in in like um what's the word in like in coordinates with in in what's the word I'm looking for it together with my photos and yeah. then trying to match like colors and things in my photo mm-hmm. with a pocket card. So I did that a lot in my happy planner in 2016 um because they had the happy planner had the pocket pages that snapped into the happy planner Ooh. so yeah, so I was, I did a lot of like my weekly memory keeping in the columns and then any, to highlight any story, I would use my Project Life or my Studio Calico pocket cards with a photo or something like that. And that was some of my favorite, like, because just the way that the colors worked and what I was able to convey and how I was able to take a story and kind of blow it up. Yeah, no, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And they're so, so much fun and you like you can always like slip them in like a birthday card or something for somebody. And they're always like, they're just fantastic to have as like, if you, if you like, if if you like paper, they're awesome. Yeah. Because you feel like no matter what, adding them gives you that designed elevated element of whatever it is you're crafting. Yeah. And they're so, because they're just so great. Like, I mean, I've made so many mini books out of them. There's, Mm -hmm. I, so the, one of my favorite projects that I've been doing for like, I don't know, five or six years now is this thing called orphaned photos um it's like i'll just go through my photos and they don't fit anywhere right uh whether i've like already documented like that thing that happened or uh 
I mean, it's just like a dumb photo or whatever, but like, I don't really have a place to go for whatever reason. Um, And I don't like, it's a good photo. Yeah. So I'll stick it on the back of a project lifeguard and I'll, you do it like for like 20 photos or something. And then I'll put all of them on a binder ring and I'll call it like, this is my orphaned photo mini book. Oh, cute. That is cute. Okay, cool. Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. fun to go through the cards and pick out like, oh, this one matches with this one and this one matches with Mm -hmm. this one and this one matches with this one. And like, if all of your photos mismatch, then like, that's a theme. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's just fun. They're just fun. And like, they're like crafters, you know, like they're like collecting baseball cards. Yeah. Or like Tic Tacs. Yeah. (laughs) I like crafting Tic Tacs because you could just like pop one in wherever you need one. My God, that's, that's so good. Now I want Tic Tacs. I want orange Tic Tacs. And they're usually rounded corners, which reminds me of a Tic Tac. She changed that this year. So um, Project Life was started by Becky Higgins. uh, And you can like go to like BeckyHiggins.com. And she finally, this year, at this year's Creativation, changed it from round corners to square corners. Mm. So if if you see Project Life, which is not in my goals I feel like that was a good move because you can always round the corners. You can always round the corners. Yeah, you can't. You you can't unround non... Yeah, no, you can't. And that's frustrating when you have... Yeah. And, like, so, like, one of the most frustrating things is, like, Different corner rounders have different uh, curvatures. Right. And so, like, even if you have a corner rounder, it might not match. Mm. And then everything looks dumb. And it's it's very frustrating. Yeah, the, the corners never bothered me, though, whether they were rounded or not. Or I just kind of threw them in. Never bothered me. I'm, but to it, some crafters, it would. It, it would bother me when, like, one of them was rounded. And everything else. And if, like you're saying, you stack them together in a binder ring, that yeah. would be different. Yeah. Yeah. Or when, like, the other, um, when the behind card is a completely different color. Oh, uh, yeah. And it sticks out. Yeah. Right. And it has, like, different, like, oh, you're so no. right. That, 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 okay. You're so right. Yeah. So if you like patterned paper, if you like any kind of paper, then, like, check out, uh, Check out journaling cards because they're awesome. They also make it easier to journal on your scrapbook pages. Because if you screw up, then you just, like, use a different journaling card. Totally. Um, Yeah. Uh, So if you're not using patterned paper in your scrapbooks or your paper crafting and you're not using journaling cards, maybe you're using cardstock. I use a lot of cardstock. But not patterned, right? I don't really no. have any patterned cardstock. Right. I have some old school patterned cardstock that I just have because I've never used it. <laughs> what pattern is on them? So there, well, so there, there are some cool patterned cardstock. So uh, there are some that have like, although they're more textured than patterned. Mm, mm. So there's some that have like raised dots on them. I hear you. Gotcha. And there's also like, so there's, it's called... What is it called? Coordinations, I think, where mm-hmm. the the core of the paper is a different color than the cardstock itself. So mm-hmm. if you rip the cardstock carefully, the rip color will be different than the cardstock color. That's crazy. It's That's very cool. It's yeah. um. So if you want to make like beach waves. Right. You tear, and that's like it's really cool effect. Um, but like regular cardstock, there's smooth cardstock, there's textured cardstock. Um, you can use cardstock for like so many different things. You can yeah. print on it. Um, if you're printing journaling cards at home, you probably right. want to print it at cards on cardstock. That's what I was gonna say. That's probably the most use it gets in this house is printing out like my This Is Us printables or mm-hmm. any kind of print, you know when I want thicker than a paper. But that's kind of what I, all I have to work with is just cardstock, and the printer receives it well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What kind of cardstock do you use to print? I don't 
know. That's a good question because I think I've had it for so long that at this point, it's just the stack of cardstock. I don't even have like the wrapping the that wrapping it came anymore? in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's old because I never used to use it, especially mm-hmm. when I was a teacher and no need to print. It's basically for just crafting. And now, especially this year, the, because I've been designing my own stuff, I'll print my own stuff out on it. And I've been doing my 30 days of list on cardstock. So just the digital template I made of that just to have a thicker page. You know the deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and then on the left side page of every for every list I've been doing like a little art something. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that on a trimmed down cardstock. Cool. So on the cardstock, I'm adhering cardstock. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Totally. It's just yeah, just because I couldn't do it with paper, it wouldn't hold up and I need to start with the white. So it's just like another page that I'm working with. That makes complete sense. Do you yeah. um so when you print your photos, do you print those on cardstock or do you print those on photo paper? Um, photo paper all the way. And that's, I think I touched a little bit on, about this, but it's because it's mainly since I started strictly and only memory keeping in the happy planner, where because I was doing memory planning, because it was a smaller format, because it was in the columns of the planner, and it wasn't no longer in the pocket pages, for example, or on scrapbook pages or in mini books in this bigger scale. I needed the better quality in the smaller size. And the only way you're going to get that, especially with at-home printing and at-home ink, is with photo paper. I completely and agree. Yeah, so that's why. And I kind of won't ever go back. If I ever like need an image to look super crisp, even on a bigger format, I'll print it on photo paper. If I even like, if I even if I'm telling people print it on cardstock, but I need it to look good in a photo, I'll print it in photo paper. So I've been, but it using, is expensive. Yeah. So I've been using this yeah. weird. Well, no, it's not weird. It's okay. So weird, good. Yeah, weird, good. Um, so it's Staples brand matte photo paper. Is it by HP? It's, oh, no, it's Staples, no, it's Staples brand. brand. Mm. Um, if someone handed it to me without telling me what it was, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, okay, this is just like cheap cardstock. Mm. Um, it prints... So, like, I have the, the big printer, the big wide uh, right, format printer. But it prints my photos amazing. It prints everything amazing. It prints insanely good on these, like, matte... I mean, it's it's Staples brand matte photo paper, so it it's it doesn't seem amazing when I just have it like just regular, but when I print it, it comes out perfectly. Like it's still yeah, it's not is, very heavy. Is your like it's printer not setting on matte? What's yes. the printer setting on? Okay. The printer setting is on matte photo paper, and I'm like using the very special like go into Photoshop and export the thing through the correct uh, special um, software for the printer. Right. And, you know, setting it to exactly the correct settings and using it exactly the way it's supposed to be using. But if someone handed this to me and told me that this was photo paper, I would tell them that they should return it to the store and be like, get your money back, people. Mm. But it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's perfect, 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 perfect for printing out journaling cards, too. Right. Because, like, I mean, it's super high quality, like, PDF journaling cards, like, six to a page, three by four journaling mm-hmm. cards that you would get from, like, someone's yeah. digital shop. They come out, like, the exact same quality that you would get from if you ordered yeah. from a store. Right, and you wouldn't want to ever print them on a glossy because you don't really want to write on glossy. Exactly, and so it makes all that other stuff, if you want to journal on your photos, if you want to stamp on your photos, all of that stuff is so much easier with this Mm. this matte photo paper that I've been using. Um, I haven't tried using glossy photo paper on the... uh, I was going to ask you if, like, you had a preference over that, but you never even done Well, I haven't because I've been in love with this photo paper so much that I haven't even opened any of the other boxes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to keep keep going through this this one. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have a, this printer came with the, uh, a huge box of 13 by 19 glossy photo paper, which I should mm. just use to check and see how it comes out. Um, so maybe I'll do that. See how that goes. Um, but yeah, no, photo paper is also a huge thing that people mentioned. 
that is one of their, you know, most used supplies. Like here's Definitely. my, my photo printer and sure. here's my photo paper. Yeah. Yeah. I understand memory keepers. We need to keep that quality high. Cause now with it, with everything too, I think in the past when it wasn't so trendy to photograph what you make, then it hadn't been such a big deal. But now that it's what people are doing, Right, and also like any kind of when you're getting the photos off your phone and they're such good quality. Yeah, true. As opposed to like dropping off the 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 film at like Walgreens or you know wherever. So true. But now like we have the technology, and it's not that expensive. Yeah. In in in, for for quality pictures to print at your house the way you want to, it's it's it is a little bit of a time. F, you know, you have to put your time into it, but like you can do it and it's not that expensive money-wise. Yeah. You can get it's a good more photo expensive printer. now to try and make your photos look vintage with an yes. Instax or something like that. Oh it's so funny. Like high quality photos are like dime a dozen now. Oh yeah. No, no, no. You just <laughs> yeah. like, and wait for some of them to go on sale on those online stores and you can just get like a hundred <laughs> photographs for like yeah. literally $10. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, that's, that's great. That's, it's, it's so easy. Um, and so the rest, like, yeah, let's, okay. So what's next on our, I think we could do sketchbooks and notebooks kind of as a joint topic because like when you, when I saw sketchbook, I kind of had the same feeling I had about watercolors and paints where like I'm versed in sketchbooks and I've tried a few, but do I use sketchbooks regularly? No. Like for me, it's more, I get more, I kind of use notebooks as sketchbooks. Like I almost need the lines and the grids and, and, but that's because I feel like I have a designer brain, not necessarily an artist's brain, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, I was a little bit, uh, torn, I guess, when I was looking at the different options and I was like do I want to put sketchbooks and notebooks as the same I was like oh I want to talk about them separately they are different they are and so like let's talk about sketchbooks as this you know place that you go to put and work on like fine art and tool your artwork and like you know maybe your paper is not you know that paper is probably better quality and like we were Mm -hmm. talking about um in, in the color episode with the, like the watercolor paper and the acrylic paper that like yeah. is special and we kind of don't want to touch it a little bit. <laughs> like that's what I think of when I think of sketchbooks. And when I think yeah. of notebooks, I'm like, um, I have literally a hundred of these. They're all yeah. around my, like, just let me blow through them. Page, right. page, page, turn, 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 flip, flip, flip. Right. They all have a purpose. I'm going to yeah. get through them and I don't mind writing in them. Right. And like they, I know what to do with these sketchbooks. I have no idea what to do with notebooks. Mm. I do know what to do with. Like, um, yeah. Sketchbooks feel to me kind of like that room that is made up to look like a living room, but no one sits in there. And then, and then the the covers on the Yeah. And then the notebooks are like the TV room family den. Like that's how I kind of compare them. But I know that's totally not true for artists. Again, I've seen artists fill sketchbooks and sometimes they journal in them. So like, again, I mentioned her in my, uh, I don't know what episode it was when we did our inspirations, but Leah Rena Gorin, mm-hmm. she, and she does a lot of textile work. She does pattern work and I think she works mainly in watercolor, but same with, I think she got me into watercolor. Like it's the same thing where like, I was so inspired by her work that I wanted the sketchbook she had and the watercolor collection she had. And that's what got me into both of those things. Yet when I started working with them, I lost steam very quick because I am not Leah Rena Gorin and I can't, it just doesn't work for me the same yeah the only so I've had a couple of good experiences with a couple of good sketchbooks um there's some Strathmore ones that are smaller and they Mm. come in uh like craft and gray Mm. so I found those colors were a lot less intimidating to me oh Um, yeah like a gray lines paper you ever heard of that one no oh well, well we'll talk about that with notebooks but continue um yeah so these are like uh six five by seven maybe mm-hmm. and they're spiral bound and I found that I could I you know I started using one of these as like a notebook too mm-hmm. which I tend to do but um 
I found the only thing that really works with me for sketchbooks is if I decide like, okay, this is going to be the sketchbook that I work with this medium in. You have to assign it to something. And like, be like, okay, I don't care how much I suck. I don't care how much like I don't do good. Like I bought a charcoal, like just charcoal. They're not pencils. They're not pens. They're literally just charcoal sticks. Mm Mm-hmm. And then started working in one of the gray uh, sketchbooks. This was before I moved to, to Michigan. Um, I just found them the other day. This is why I remember this. Mm. Um, and like, so maybe I'll go and I order another gray sketchbook on Amazon and just start making marks and be mm-hmm. like, okay, this is my mark notebook. Mm-hmm. And like, just figure out what this feels like when I put it on paper. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I suck at drawing. Like, right. I just suck at drawing real things. Like I can, I can make a square and a circle and right. some letters like that, right. that I know what those are supposed to look like. And so like it, it works for me to try to feel what those try to know what those feel like when I'm making a mark with a new tool. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think sure. that works with sketchbooks for me. Um, we'd love to know what you guys think about sketchbooks. Cause clearly we don't know anything. I've I've in the past like for design school I had a sketchbook but it was it was mainly for I mean sketching like right like duh but like it was like sketches of logos sketches of ideas but very rough very rough like I've seen people use sketchbook like their drawing pad like their bound drawing pad and maybe that's our problem is that that's what we're stuck in our heads thinking that they should be used for and then we're like well, I don't use them because I don't do that. But right. I've sketched in sketch pads before, but then it became more of like an inspiration catch-all. So I was taping things into the sketchbook. Yes. So then, I do so, that too. That's right, exactly that's what, what I did we're with familiar. Because that's what we're familiar with. We're more familiar with paper collecting. And then the sketchbook, because they're blank pages, end up being a great bound house for it. Yes. So I found that happening. I'd sketch logos and stuff in my sketchbook. And then anytime I've done an art journaling challenge, I've, of course, used a sketchbook mm-hmm. to, to be blank. But again, it looked more like a mixed media collection. It wasn't mm-hmm. me illustrating in them. But that could just be our like holding our own selves back. Like we just got to get it out of our own way. Totally. With sketchbooks. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, But then notebooks on the other hand. Oh my God. Again, but I think it's be the same reason why anything put into a pen tool, like you're saying Mm -hmm. watercolors were and all that is because we grew up with it in school. So any type of lined gridded anything, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like I just, I just get it better. But I was mentioning to you about the gray lines paper. It's actually called white lines paper because the pages are gray. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And it's meant for when you scan it, you can then color pick the gray into white and it'll make whatever you do on the page black. That's amazing. So that you can better digitize it. I think Amy Tangerine's used it before. I've seen her use it, but I haven't got my hands on it. It's like interesting to me. But again, if I... Hopefully in the future I'll do more design that I've hand done because I haven't had use for it because I haven't spent the time to do that, that I need to digitize. But it's a goal in the back of my head. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I'm obsessed with notebooks and I have, it's a sickness. No, okay. So I'm going to talk about my favorite notebook company. It's called Field Notes. They're out of Chicago. And, uh... They're an indie notebook making company and they make just like, you have to touch them. You just have to touch them. You just, I mean, you just have to touch them. (laughs) It's, 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 they just use things that you need to touch. Um, They make beautiful, they're just like, you just have to touch them. I know, I know I keep (laughs) saying them, but like. um, Like the cover or the actual pages? Both. So, like, um, I have them in my Amazon uh, influencer page. Like, they're basic notebooks. They have basic, uh, I think they're three and a half by five and a half notebooks. And the basic one is uh, craft cover. And they have an inside is that's blank, an inside that's lined, and inside that's grid. Um, mm. And then they do special notebooks. Mm. 
and they're just so creative. They have a yearly subscription, and they come out with quarterly subscription packs. So for the winter, it was one that's a calendar, one and two that are list Mm -hmm. notebooks. And they're just... The the attention to detail is incredible. They're hilarious, but like so subtle. On Valentine's Day, they had a sale where anything that you ordered that day, like no matter what you ordered from their store, they would give you a two-pack of free heartbeat notebooks. Um, And like on the back inside cover of their notebooks they're always like here are some ideas for how you can use this notebook Mm -hmm. um and they were adorable like uh so you just feel like the company as a whole is adorable and hilarious yes and and the quality of their notebooks are incredible Mm -hmm. they are like embossed the paper is heavier so you can use the good pens and -hmm. it doesn't bleed through to the black to the back so you can write on both sides of the page um it fits in your hand really nicely. And then they have all sorts of like extra notebooks. Yeah. Um, like they have the flip open reporters notebooks. Um, That's fun. Pretend you're Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, I bought a <laughs> steno pad for us. Well, I mean, for me. Yeah. Use for this <laughs> for the show. <laughs> yes. Um, it's for us. It, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Uh, I just really love I have, okay, so, like, um, I mean, I literally have, like, 30 of their notebooks, and I use one for each different, uh, like, content segment that I'm writing, and so that I can keep all of the same ideas in the same notebook, and just keep flipping through, uh, so that I'm, like, how how to explain? Um, you know Every single blog post is about something different. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I have, you know, a recurring blog series, that will all go in the same notebook. Mm-hmm. So that I don't have to flip through pages to look for um, right. the same idea. Right. I that makes that. sense, right? Yeah. Um, but, oh, my God, notebooks. I don't know. If, if – they just make me so yeah. happy. They just – But, like, what you just – I mean, Totally. They're like paper at its utmost fun. But (laughs) I mean, like what you just said about needing to organize notebooks by like topic so that you're not because that I feel like, again, notebooks have gone with me through the evolution of what works for me now. And like when I was a teacher, I believe I used a sketchbook. I didn't think of it as a sketchbook because I used it as a notebook, but it didn't have any lines. And it was just it was literally it looked like this novel of just blank pages. Mm -hmm. But it was what I used to brain dump everything that went through my day. So I just, if you flip through that book, it's just notes and notes and notes and notes and like homework assignments for myself and what I had to do for the next day. And like, just basically I would flip and turn to the last page before it got blank again to see what I needed for the, like that kind of thing. I was using it as a planner notebook, but it was a sketchbook. And then what I realized is like you're saying, when I needed to recall something, I couldn't find where it was. So fast forward to now and my evolution and talking about the next thing on our paper list planners, like the happy planner for me, not only because I worked for them and was forced to use it, like solved all that problem where because it's a disc, I can literally pull out anything that I need and group them. So if I had been taking notes in this kind of day by day format, but then this idea was over here and that idea was, and I need to group them together, I can just remove and put them together. And then I feel like planners in general are how I've been a better note taker. So notebooks have become my planner. Like I've been doing everything that I would do in a notebook now in, in mm-hmm. my happy planner. Well, at least one of my happy planners because we've been through that episode where I talk about my multiple happy planners. But I feel like my big one that runs by, like I list and take notes by day in my planner the way I would by a notebook. But then I can recall sequentially and, you know, via idea and topic because it's dated. Totally. So I can remember what month and I can recall. So the happy planner for me, and because it has so many insert, take out, 
you know, capabilities where you can slip in a half sheet notepad, you can slip in a quarter sheet notepad and like you can basically layer and have all these different sizes layered on top of each other within the same week that you know you needed to talk about it. So it's kind of revolutionized how I've taken notes for myself. Yeah, I love the happy planner that you sent me. It's yeah. it's really helped because it, it's freed up my get to work book to be mm-hmm. solely my idea planner. Right. And my content planner and my, my big, you know, this is what I need to get done that doesn't have a time on it. Whereas, yeah. like, my happy planner is now, these are my deadlines and my appointments. Mm-hmm. This is when I have to be at a place at a certain time, even if that place is literally in front of my computer. And this is when yeah. I have to, these are when I have obligations to other people. Yeah. And, um... It's amazing. It's like totally revolutionized how I uh, how I schedule my week, and I'm like super excited for us to do another update uh, on our on our plans, which will be awesome. We can do yeah. it like now that now that we're in like daylight savings, <laughs> like it doesn't get dark out at four o'clock. Our lives are so different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No longer vampires. You know, no. If the snow would just melt. Um, yeah. No, but I feel like. And I mean, this has been an episode about paper, which is one of my favorite things, but I just feel like paper is the vehicle on which we can get all that's swimming in our heads out and better organized. Like I always said, um, I would run, like this is kind of, you know, stay with me, it's a little bit of a tangent, but I always said I ran, like when I was a runner, I would do it because everything in my head felt, as I was running, felt like it was swimming up like a snow globe, the way you shake a snow globe. And then the way that it settled down after I was running allowed me to process it better. So it's almost like notes is kind of like that. Like taking notes and getting things on paper is a way for you to settle like the snow, like the snow globe to settle in your brain and you can better process like everything that's swimming around in there. I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. So now it's just finding out what format, what bound, what page, what, you know, works for you. Yeah. What works for you. Yeah. And it's not just productivity wise, which is what planners are for, but creatively, like how do you want to execute anything you want to do creatively? And I've always said like, just since I was little, I've been problem solving with paper, if that makes any sense. Like I've, I've been decorating and I guess that's why I feel like I'm a designer at heart is because I've always problem solved by designing something on paper, whether mm-hmm. it's better to make me organized or to complete this craft or, yeah, so. I think that's absolutely spot on. Yeah. Yeah. This was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I think that this is fantastic. And the last thing I want to talk about is I have, we have here um, vintage paper yeah. on on our list. I want to expand on that a little bit and talk about like all found paper items because like some of the coolest things like that I like to do in my scrapbooks and all of my memory keeping is like add like quote unquote memorabilia mm-hmm. and just like different things because yeah, like most of which are paper. Right. Like, yeah. That's like, so the stuff I brought back from Disney mm-hmm. and like, um, stuff like my grandmother would give me, like, like th- those kind of things or like stuff you'd pick up yeah. at a flea market or like, yeah. you know, if you're, if you do like mixed media art journaling or if you want to do collage, like if yeah. you want to do like those kind of things, if, you, if that's the type of crafty ass female that you are, if those are the things that interest you, like vintage papers and found papers and like other paper products that's fantastic and that's awesome too and those are like i have i have bins and like different drawers and stuff where i keep all of my vintage and found papers mm-hmm. and sometimes there's it's like the most fun thing in the world to just go through and look at those because like those have stories of their own like if you go to an art gallery and you pick up somebody's like postcard with their with their art gallery story on it that's somebody's whole like life if you know i have um one of my favorite pieces of memorabilia that i picked up was war ration stamps from uh wow yeah from world war ii um 
and like that that was that's obviously somebody's whole story um and then just to like think about what these things mean and what like how i want to use them and i used a bunch of them in uh my 30 days of lists book which yeah. is like okay i want to use some of these because they're cool yeah and then just like deciding like this is part of who i am as a creative person and i'm gonna do it yeah and i feel like ticket stubs yes napkins, yes like yes it's all this this paper around us and like now especially like when i was in design school and it was in the heart of the city like no and this could be this is not just in New York City, but it's going to be like anywhere. Like no matter where you go now, restaurants are becoming these branded things with websites. So you're almost always going to see good design. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like that. Like I like to soak up what other people are doing on napkins, on paper, on on their packaging. Like I like to soak that up because it's modern design, which is what jazzes me up. So it's like, it's, it's not, that's not exactly vintage, but it'll be one day. Right, like, exactly. It's just paraphernalia, paper paraphernalia around you. They're, they're modern day artifacts. It's artifact art and yeah, you like right. interacted artifact with it. Art. Yeah. Um, and like people paid good money for that stuff. Like if you go into a restaurant and you ate at that restaurant and like they have a little sticker, like that's their swag. And like yeah. you picked it up. Like if you use it in your art, that's like the best thing that you can do. Like, most people are just going to wind up throwing it out. So, like, right. use it in your creative work. And then that's that's awesome. That's so much better than what, what anyone else is going to do with it. Right. And I just feel – but I feel like the challenge, too, is – and, again, this could be me just speaking from my aesthetic, but the modern, clean way people are memory-keeping, there's almost no place for that. But then I think if you can kind of work it in with the modern aesthetic, then it's like – then there would be a place for that, like putting it on a modern, trendy – uh, pocket card like to, yes like I, I've known to do that with fortune cookie fortunes mm-hmm. like you know I'll put that so yeah otherwise it would just be one of those things that I wouldn't use as a supplies but just have on hand like maybe in a shoebox like you're saying yeah like, that's I, I definitely think a good way to do it one of, uh, that's yeah. one of these things that I've been liking so much is these commonplace books that I've been making yeah where it's just like everything in a binder Right. And it's like, you know, the extras. Yeah, right. It's just the extras. Here's all of the bits and the bobs and the stuff. Yeah. And like, I don't even care if it goes together because mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't go together means it goes together. Yeah. And like that, that's really working for me. And the fact that it's all just in this one little binder and the fact that I can you just take my six hole hole punch, punch it down, glue it onto a piece of cardstock and boom, I'm done. Yeah. And like... If it's ugly, you know, you don't have to add everything. Just because yeah. just because you go out to a restaurant doesn't mean you have to grab the business card and put it in your 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 thing. But you know, if you go to some cool place and they have like, you know, a fantastic letterpress coaster, grab the coaster. It's awesome. Yeah. Because like I like the term you use where it's like artifacts. So I feel like because you can use an artifact as like when we say pattern paper, like anything can be in pattern paper mm-hmm. if it's an artifact with a pattern. So it's like just by collecting and gathering, you can use it as any other paper thing that we were just talking about or any type of decoration or useful function. I found in my time at a lot of the conferences I did with Mambi, I was like, a business card collector. I liked looking at what other people's business cards look like. And because I was at crafty conferences, they were always crafty business cards. And like, so I just have a little pocket filled with them. I still have, um, I still have a box of business cards from, it's the national stationery show. Go to yeah, the, this, go, go to the national stationery show. Yeah. Um, it's at the Those Javits some of Center. My best. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll try to come to New York. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's in May. Uh, they have the best business cards. The stationary people have the best yeah. business cards. <laughs> Naturally. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah, can, little like, art pieces in of themselves. Yeah. Listeners, if you can find yourself a way to get into the National Stationery Show, um, go, because it's amazing. Um, there's also, oh, it's fun. usually, they have the pattern, I don't remember what it's called. But it's the pattern maker people are usually at the same show. Like if you're... Yes. There you go. Um, Yeah, no. uh, National Stationery Show. You should go because like, oh my God. 
If you if you crafty ass females everywhere. If, <laughs> if, if, if you like paper at all, uh, oh my god, go to the national stationery show and you'll just uh, Emerald City. Yeah, no, it's it's just new. <laughs> well, if you like paper, then hopefully you've enjoyed your show, and uh, if you want to hear a little bit more about uh, us behind the scenes with some paper, you can catch us at our Crafty Ass Female After Chatter show on Patreon, which we will be recording in uh, about two minutes. Um, it's at a uh, craft. It's at pa- Oh my god! All right. You can find it at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale, along with a ton of bonus content. And if you love us and want to support us and help us grow this community, you can do so at Patreon, which is a crowdfunding site helping artists do amazing things for their communities, which we are doing for you because we love you so much. Um, And we will also find you next week here on Monday at 6 o'clock in the morning, as we do every week. And next week we are discussing embellishments. It's going to be awesome. And if you haven't voted for your uh, winners in the Crafty Ass Female Madness, Crafty Ass Madness, definitely go to craftyassfemale.com slash madness and vote. We want to know who you think is going to make it to the next round. Um, anything else, Amanda? You said it, girl. All right. We will see you guys next week. Head over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale for the Crafty Ass Female After Chatter Show. We love you, and have a great week. Peace. Bye.